Welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada. This is a Canadian podcast about the myths, legends, and just good old stories Canada has to tell. I'm Canadian Girl. We have come across our very first hidden piece of treasure. If you haven't listened to our bonus birthday adventure about the lost gold of Scotty Creek, please head there first so this little piece of treasure we have found makes more sense. There is another version of this tale that was published in the British Columbia Historical Quarterly in 1948. The author Willis J. West, who has since passed away, claims he was a longtime employee of the BX Express Company. In this article titled Staging and Stage Holdup, he claims that it was remarkable. The amount of gold carried each season was rarely held up during the half century the company was in operation. He went on to state, referencing the BC Victoria archives, for two main reasons this happened, the manner in which the law and order was upheld in the Caribou region, and the second was the difficulty to escape the area after one committed such a crime, and you would most certainly be hanged upon being caught. In the book, The Lost Bonanzas of Western Canada, which was edited by Garnet Basque, they claim to have a copy of the original minute book of the BX Company and had found an entry from a shareholders meeting held in Ashcroft on Tuesday, September 16, 1890, just two months after the bandit held up the stagecoach. It said, regarding the robbery of the stage on July 14th, Last near the 99th mile post, the shareholders regret to report any substantial clue to the identity of the predator. On the next annual meeting of the shareholders that was held on Monday, September 14, 1891, the following entry was made. Satisfaction was expressed at the result of the trial of M.V.B. Rowland for the robbery of the stage near Bridge Creek on July 14, 1890, who was convicted to a term in the provincial penitentiary at New Westminster. In this account, Sam Rowland is thought to actually be a man known as Martin Van Bruin Rowland. He had been working in the mines around Barkersville and was said to be traveling outside the mine camp by horseback when he came up with the idea to rob a stagecoach. In his own confessed written statement, he claimed to have left camp at the mine, circled back through the woods, and came out close to the road at the foot of Bridge Creek. The hill was steep there, and a place like this is where stagecoaches were often held up, as they could not just simply take off running as they would on a flat surface. This hill was four miles or six kilometers long, so it was no easy climb for anyone. He would write in his confession how he cornered the driver, Willie Parker. Again, this is a different name than most stories of this tale. In most tales, the driver is said to be Steve Tingley, that was the owner of the BX Express Company. This is why, in our story, I chose to leave the driver's name out. He also wrote in his statement that the driver turned over the strong box and treasure bag. The treasure bag was said to have contained $2,500 worth of gold dust 
the driver sneakily convinced the bandit it was only full of waybills from the trip and would only cause the bandit trouble if he were to be caught with it. The bandit agreed, and the hardest part for the driver was picking up the bag of gold dust to make it look like it was just full of old waybills. Another small detail in the original stories is that the strong box is claimed to be kept under the driver's seat, but in this statement, Martin Van Bruen Roland would say, the driver got it from the compartment under the back seat. Roland would then claim in this statement that once he ordered the stagecoach to drive off, he loaded the strong box on the back of his horse and rode off some distance up Bridge Creek. Then he hopped off his horse and chopped open the strong box with his axe. Finding only $45,000, that's just over $125,000 in today's money worth of gold in the strong box, not the claim $15,000. He also wrote in his statement he hid the strong box in a heavy brush under a fallen tree. The BX company obtained the confession of Roland in order to try and locate their loot strong box, which had very important documents in it as well, but they were unsuccessful in locating it. Very important documents. Hmm. I found that a very interesting part of the statement, but I could not find any info on these very important documents, so they will have to remain part of the mystery. It said, Roland successfully returned to his camp with gold, completely undetected by anyone. He then proceeded to head back down the same road like a normal person traveling would. He rode right past the robbery site and into Ashcroft, where the crime had just been reported. Most believe he should have taken off right then on a train straight out of town, but he didn't. He would go on a good spending spree in town, buying anything and everything needed to go prospecting, and let it be known to anyone who would listen to him, he was going back up the road 20 miles, 32 kilometers, to Scotty Creek to go looking for gold. Sometime later, Roland would return to Ashcroft again and claim he had found gold. He bought more supplies and left to go back to his claim. The BX company would receive word of Roland and became suspicious when they were told he was spending gold dust in a local saloon. They asked a few bartenders to save any gold dust Roland would make payment with if he were to be in town again. Roland would not return to Ashcroft so a sample of the gold he was spending could not be checked to see where it came from. If you went on our birthday adventure with me, we learned that if you are trained, you can tell which creek, stream, river, region, country, and more the gold is from simply by its size, color, feel, and so on. Scotty's Creek claiming to be mining all day and all night, then one day walked up to a regular mail stage driver surprising the heck out of him. He paid for a shipment of $4,000 worth of gold, that's a quarter million dollars in today's money, 
that was to be delivered to the gold commissioner in Barkerville with the request that it be melted down into a gold bar. This again is different from the original tales as it was said it was kept in the general store in Ashcroft. Upon delivery to the gold commissioner, it was determined that the gold was stolen from the Bridge Creek Hill robbery. Here again, this differs as the original tale states it was said to be Constable Hussey and Burr who identified the stolen gold. Rowling was quickly arrested, convicted, and sentenced. He was not convicted of the robbery though, as it happened in the dark and he could not be properly identified as the bandit. But he was charged for having the stolen gold that he could not account for. So whose story do you believe? The original tales that have been told over and over again? That we went on for a birthday adventure? Or this version of the tale told by a one-time employee of the Bernard Express Company and the information found in the company's original minutes book? Me personally, I don't like this version at all because then there's no treasure to be found as it was already turned in to the gold commissioner in Barkerville. I would truly like to believe Roland successfully made it back to his treasure and moved far, far away, but unfortunately, I don't feel he would have made it all that way back to his claim after escaping the prison as it was just too rough out there for one man alone. I'd like to hope the treasure is still out there waiting for curious lost gold hunters like us. Thank you so much for joining me today as we discover our first piece of hidden treasure. I'll be back again when we find another piece. Until next time, I'm Canadian Girl.